The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome to Locked On Now. I'm your host, Matt George, bringing you from ballpark to ballpark with a fast pass from all of last night's action with insight you can only get from the local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going around Major League Baseball like you were there for every at-bat. Let's start with the biggest game. The Dodgers have heard the critics, people questioning how they could let this Giants team beat them, mocking the struggles despite the crazy payroll. Wednesday night, they issued a statement with their massive shutout in San Francisco. Happy birthday, Walker Bueller. What's up? It's Jeff from Locked On Dodgers. So the Dodgers beat the Giants 8-0 on Walker Bueller's 27th birthday. Bueller went seven innings, allowed no runs, just a few hits, eight strikeouts, pretty dominant, uh, even drove in a run at the at the plate for himself. Uh, A.J. Pollock had three hits, was on base all four times. Max Muncy had a couple big hits. Uh, Cody Bellinger had a home run after looking really bad earlier in the game, so maybe that's a sign of things uh, breaking out. Who knows? But the bottom line is the Dodgers are now back to within two games of first place with the Giants going into the series finale, a day game on Thursday, facing Johnny Cueto for the first time this year against David Price. Uh, you know, Overall, you can't ask for much more than this in a victory. Uh, the Dodgers you know, got eight runs, only needed the one. Bueller was great. The offense was good enough. Uh, missed a couple chances, but overall, when you score eight runs against the team with the best record in baseball, you don't have any major complaints. They knocked Anthony DiScofani out in the third inning, made him throw 66 pitches in two and two-thirds. So uh, can't can't ask for much more, and hopefully get into the bullpen early. We'll pay some dividends on Thursday, too. So check out Locked On Dodgers tomorrow morning for me and Vince talking about all of this. And check us out every weekday morning, because that's when we're in your inbox, about 2 a.m. every weekday morning. And check out the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That 8-0 Dodgers shutout is the kind of score I expected in these rivalry games coming into the season. But with how these Giants have played, it's surprising to see them struggle like that. Don't want to overreact to one game, but do the Giants need to make a significant deadline move to hold on to their top spot in the NL West? Ben Kaspik with the Locked On Giants podcast. Giants get absolutely dominated tonight by Walker Bueller, and the Dodgers even up this series at one. Uh, I would say that there are a couple of positions on the Giants right now that are standing out as potential weaknesses, and the Giants have a serious roster crunch upcoming. So in this game, as an example, Alex Dickerson continued to struggle and the big question is are the Giants going to make a move in the outfield I mean we know they're probably going to make some significant moves at this trading deadline they've been rumored to be interested in Max Scherzer they've been rumored to be interested in Chris Bryant and Trevor Story so you know guys like Dickerson they're under pressure and tonight was just another difficult night unfortunately for him and there are several others and 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 also a bunch of key Giants are coming back from the injured list, or at least they're set to, in the coming days. So the Giants roster is very much in flux right now. They still have the best record in the game despite this loss. They still have a two-game lead in the division despite this loss. And tomorrow is shaping up to be a really big game. Uh, But the Giants have their weakest starter on the mound right now in Johnny Cueto going up against David Price as an opener for the Dodgers. So it's actually going to be a tough task for the Giants to try to win this series. And with the trade deadline on Friday, it's just an absolutely fascinating time to follow this team. So we'll break this all down on Lockdown Giants tomorrow. 
where it's your team every day. Back to within two games. Something tells me this division race is going to come down to the final few games of the season. Another Western race, this time in the American League, is currently going down. We highlight the other team in the Bay, the Oakland A's, for the best performance. Hold up, hold up. It was a great Wednesday for the Oakland A's, putting up 10 runs in a win over the San Diego Padres while bolstering their outfield with the big trade deadline week deal. Hey, this is Jason Burke of Locked On A's. The A's take this one in San Diego 10-4, earn a series split against the vaunted Padres, who were kicking the ball around quite a bit in this one. It must be nice. It was nice from my standpoint to see what it was like to play the Oakland A's of the last month and a half. And uh, the A's came out on top on this one, so that was good. Uh, they get four games against the Angels coming up from Thursday through Sunday. That's always a nice little remedy for the A's to get some wins. So maybe they're about to go on a streak. And also one other little bit of news, the A's made a big, big trade this morning for Starling Marte, who is absolutely fantastic. He's got over a 400 on base. So he automatically is the A's second best hitter in this lineup behind Matt Olson. It's Matt Olson, then Starling Marte, and then Mark Canna, and then uh, everybody else kind of shuffles in after that, probably Jet Lowry. Uh, so that is a nice addition. He's probably going to be a nice one-two punch with Mark Canna atop the lineup, hitting ahead of Matt Olson. I like the A's lineup a whole lot more after today's trade. He'll be in uniform for uh, Thursday's game in Anaheim, so we'll see, uh, see how that all shakes out. But in order to get Starling Marte, they had to give up something, and that was Jesus Lazardo, and he'd been a, a much bandied about prospect for many, many years, and uh, he didn't quite have it with the A's this season. And uh, we'll see how he does with Miami coming up. I've already released the episode talking about this trade and all of the facets, what the deal was, what Marte brings to the A's, uh, what Luzardo was to the A's and all of that stuff. And then what go, what is next for the A's moving forward? So uh, that's already in your podcast feed. So subscribe to the Lockdown A's podcast wherever you like podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys later. Hard to say if the addition of Marte will be that significant of a game changer for Oakland, who trailed the Astros by six games in the AL West and have just a two-game lead over the Seattle Mariners for the final wildcard spot. The Yankees get a win and a new slugger. The Boston Red Sox split their doubleheader, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are making moves. We go around the league next. Let's go around the league. The Minnesota Twins scored 14 runs and still lost. Hey y'all, Nash Walker, Locked On Twins Podcast. The Twins and Tigers played an absolutely crazy game today. Tigers win while Lions beat the Vikings. School 17-14 in this one. Uh, Twins hit seven home runs in this game. Tigers hit zero and the Twins gave up 17 runs and lost. Just added to the collection of games, crazy games we've seen this year. Uh, crazy feats that the 2021 Twins are accomplishing it seems like on a daily or weekly basis at least a lot of positives from this game because honestly not a lot of, of the pitching is concerning because we already know that j-hap isn't good we already know that the twins pitching staff isn't good and so you're not like surprised by any of that but to see brent rooker come up and hit the ball the way he is has been great to see ryan jeffers have a two home run day with a grand slam is great to see miguel sano have the day he did is great max kepler gets into one 
there's a lot of offensive positives today showing you what this offense was is capable of and what the upside is and that's without josh donaldson that's with nelson cruz traded you know that's without Luis arise they're missing a lot of guys and this is still what they can do offensively and i think it's nice to be reminded of that once in a while and that will happen over 162 games and for the most part this year the offense has been while inconsistent pretty good it's just it's nice to see that from those individuals from rooker from jeffers from sano and there's question marks surrounding all of them offensively you know, and how they can fare at the big league level is great to see. And I'm not saying the Tigers bullpen or the Tigers pitching today was anything close to good, but still, I mean, it's it's nice to see. And especially for Rooker, who's uh, who's just been great in six games since getting called back up, drawing walks, hitting homers. He really looks, uh, he looks good. And I'm excited to see what he does the rest of the year. I hope he plays every single day. Um, and I hope Jeffers gets run too. Thanks for listening. Go Twins. Crazy game. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at LockdownTwins, and we'll be back with an episode tonight. Two games in one day for the Boston Red Sox, but they had to settle for the split. I'm Lauren Campbell from Locked On Red Sox, and we were blessed with two Red Sox games on Wednesday. They ended up splitting their doubleheader with the Blue Jays at Fenway Park, both by a score of 4-1. to one. Difference here between these two games, though, is the starting pitching. Garrett Richards started game one, and he really struggled. He gave up eight hits, four earned runs. He only struck out two. But then Tanner Houck really dazzled again in another start. He went four innings as well, only gave up two hits, one earned run, one walk, and struck out seven. So what's next for these two pitchers? Does one go to the bullpen? What do the Red Sox do? Jason and I discuss all of this and so much more on Thursday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. Not only did the Yankees win their series in Tampa Bay, they also acquired a new power bat. This is Stacey Gonsolius of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees had a big night on two fronts. One, they beat Tampa in Tropicana Field, which means they won this series because they won the first two games. This time it was 3-1 in 10 innings. The Yankees got their runs on a sack fly, a single, and a wild pitch. Any way you can do it at Tropicana Field. Why not? Nestor Cortez started, pitched five innings, gave up one run on three hits, struck out five. Aroldis Chapman made things interesting in the bottom of the 10th because that's what he always does. But of note, he is throwing the ball hard again, just like he did on Tuesday night. Is this a good sign? Yes, it is. And then while the game was happening, the Yankees traded for Joey Gallo. Now the Yankees parted with a bunch of prospects, uh, Glenn Otto, Ezekiel Duran, Josh Smith, Trevor Hover. There may be more people involved, so we're not completely done with this trade. I will have all the info you need to know, hopefully, on the next Locked On Yankees. We'll see how the news cycle works. But the big news, Joey Gallo, Yankees have a left-handed power bat in the lineup now. And just imagine Judge, Stanton, and Gallo back-to-back-to-back in the lineup. Could be fun. On one hand, I'm glad Gallo is out of the AL West. On the other, of course, it's the Yankees that get him. The Arizona Diamondbacks made a trade of their own before their 3-2 win over the Texas Rangers. The D-backs pull off probably their biggest move of the trade deadline by sending Eduardo Escobar to the Milwaukee Brewers. Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks here. It's sad to see Escobar's time in Arizona has officially come to an end. It was acquired at that 2018 trade deadline to help the D-backs make a playoff push. Now he's going to try to do the same for the Brewers. He ends his final season in Arizona, top five in home runs and RBIs in the National League, and picked up his first All-Star appearance as well. D-backs getting two players back in Cooper Hummel and Alberto Ciprian. Sad to see Fogo Power leave. 
He was one of the best D-backs we've had in recent memory. He was a fun player to watch, and I wish him nothing but the best in Milwaukee. And there you have it, a busy and entertaining night in Major League Baseball made even more enjoyable thanks to the insight of our local experts. For more information and discussion surrounding these games and the top baseball storylines, be sure to tune into all of our local MLB podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Matt George. We'll talk later, but we're always locked on now.